The Trivia Music Show of your favorite pop stars. Hey, hey, what's cracking, everybody? We're back with another episode of Pop Muse, the pop music trivia show of your favorite stars. And as always, we search the internet and find lesser-known facts of some of the big names, legends, megastars, and of course, what I always like to say, some cool cats from the international and national stage to fill you in on. And let's see if you know as much as you think you know about some of these big names in music. I'm TJ Reed, and of course, I got my bro Yunchi in the studio. So what's up, man? You got somebody special you're going to share with us today? Right, so this musician, he is really, really big today. I'm trying to be as humble as I can to introduce him, so I was doing a lot of research on this guy. So I call this person the godfather of the modern Mandarin music world because he personally introduced many big stars that we have covered before into the show business. Um, Just name it, Jackie Chan, um, Mm. Aaron Kwok, Andy Lau. Okay, so the heavenly kings here in China, right? Yeah, so really, (laughs) really big star. All right, all right. The godfather of... Mando Pop, right? That's what's up. I got somebody really special for me, and not just in the world of music, but also outside of music. Really cool, a big name person that I'm pretty sure you know who he is. I'm already feeling the pressure. And a lot of people have seen him in one way or in one field or another. So really excited to uh, put you guys up on this guy. And most likely you guys will guess who it is by the end, but I'll try to keep it as subtle as much as possible. Sounds good. (laughs) So before we get to the trivia, guys, of course, we want to share our disclaimer here, our hold harmless clause that all of the information that we find is internet based. So If there's anything inaccurate, be sure to reach out to us and let us know. Give us a fact check and we'll definitely update it onto the show. It's always good to know that we have people out there that are, well, fact checking our facts. So pretty awesome there. Be sure to reach out to us. Now that that's out of the way, let's move on to the trivia. Let's get with it. Fact number one. And this is according to biography.com. This artist was the son of a school board administrator and okay. a refrigerator engineer. So, so one of the parents was the school administrator. The other one runs bridge. Pretty much. It has nothing to do with music. But yeah, very distinct fields. All right. And this artist or this musician began rapping at the age of 12. And he was inspired by Grandmaster Flash from the legendary hip hop group run dmc very big back in the day these guys are some of the pioneers of i guess you could say mainstream hip-hop so i think we are looking at the rapper today yes sir and as a team he and his friend jj i won't give his full name i'll just say jj oh it's a short name because (laughs) when you say jj i think about another mandarin star from (laughs) singapore right singapore uh, yeah right jj ling (laughs) No, no, this is a, an abbreviation for his name, and it, okay. this might even be a big hint for some people out there. But his friend JJ, they began producing music that mainly highlighted, quote, 
teenage preoccupations that America found safe and entertaining. Teenage preoccupations and that are safe and entertaining. Right, right. So this is during the, during this time, and the reason why I think this is appropriate is because during this time uh, when hip hop was exploding into the mainstream. You had artists, namely one that was on the west coast of the United States, and、um, their style. And this is an NWA, of course. These guys, their style was like gangster rap, and so it was very controversial. I mean, the stuff that they talked about, the language,、mm. everything that it represented was really, really、um, explosive and、um, just. Yeah, controversial. So this guy, he had a completely different style. It was a style that pretty much everyone could listen to, and it was child friendly, was, family、uh, friendly. <laughs> was, right? I would say child friendly, but it's certainly、Teenager、something、friendly. that is entertaining, and it wasn't something that、uh, warranted a lot of bad language or anything like that. So, well, huge respect for that because if you think about the world of rap, right? Then it's always about gangs, drugs, and fights, <laughs> killing people, and then if you play that kind of music to Teenagers, which in fact rap music is it, it is de facto the popular music genre、right. among teenagers.、And、I yeah, think that's、uh, quite a bad influence. So he's the guy. So he was the guy that stood out and tried to preach more love. Not necessarily preach. It's just that it was his style, and I think that's a big misconception that a lot of people have about hip hop is that they think that some of those things that you mentioned earlier, drugs and and violence and this type of thing, because that's a lot of what we see. Those are the the themes that are really mainstream and that are,、um, I guess you could say, promoted in、uh, in the United States、uh, music scene. But in the early stages, and this is. An early、uh, MC music actually was more conscious. It was more positive, and it had he, his styles reflecting of a lot of these types of artists.、Uh, and so, like back in the day, you had people like Public Enemy. I mentioned Run DMC,、uh, KRS-One. These guys they, they didn't use a lot of profanity and, and drugs、mm. and this type of thing. So, yeah, this guy was part of this generation of hip hop, and then after. This time, then I would say the genre took a turn for the worst. Okay, so he was like before the rap music turned. Yes,、nasty. right, 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 right. That's probably the the way that I would put it. So yes, as you mentioned, kind of a hats off or a little bit of a kudos there, and probably a big clue for a lot of people out there listening in. Let's move on to fact number two. This is also from Biography dot com. So these two guys, they teamed up and made some music, and their first、uh, single was "Quote Girls Ain't Nothing But Trouble," <laughs> and that was their big single. And that okay, was not、uh, very friendly to this time of the year. <laughs> well, I see what you mean, but in this context, as a teenager, sometimes as as young men, it makes sense for guys to feel like girls are a bit trouble for them in school,、mm. right? This is why parents do their best to make sure their kids stay focused on studies because they don't want them to be involved with you know girls and and girls likewise they don't want to be involved with guys. Yeah, it's it's kind of sad because guys they want to play cool and say girl. Are trouble, but normally the girls, most of the times, they kind of attracted to these cool guys as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're 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 attracted to the troubled guys sometimes. Yeah. So the more you cannot get it, the more you want it. Uh, yeah, that that can go in a lot of different contexts. But yes, I understand what you mean by that. But anyway, this this album or this single was a hit in 1986, and their debut album, Rock the House, hit the Billboard Top 200. 
So this was kind of an unexpected success for this young artist, and it made him a multimillionaire by the age of 18 years old. So wow. He got rich really fast. So this early success put any thoughts of attending college out of his mind. Yeah, and what's the point of attending college anyway? <laughs> He's already, he was already rich, and he was doing music, which doesn't really require a college degree. Yeah, but I could see how that would be a conflict, because his mother was part of... Uh, she was in education, right? She was a school administrator, and according to this source, had connections to uh, the Massachusetts MIT Mm. So, and his IQ apparently at this time was quite high. So he probably would have gotten into this school if he had applied. But because of his success in music, he decided to just say, "Nah, it's not for me. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna write. I'm gonna He's ride already this above thing out. it. <laughs> you know, if you look at the successful CEOs from the the tech companies, most of them they haven't, <laughs> they haven't been to college anyway, right? Yeah, you, you got a Mark point. Zuckerberg, uh, right. Bill Gates. Well, which, I, they, at least they didn't grad, they didn't finish, right? Right, they did go, but they didn't finish. Right, I think. right, yeah. right, right. All right, so moving on a little bit more about this fact. In 1988, this artist uh, or this this duo continue their success with the album "He's the DJ and I'm the Rapper." And this is featuring. Um, he had some a string of radio friendly singles. Parents just don't understand. That was one big hint for those out there who who know this artist. I'm sure this is a dead giveaway. What about parents don't understand? Was that the name of their that band? That was the name of the song, the single. Ah. And so that was a song where, and again, teenage preoccupations. A lot of these songs, mm. young people could really identify with. It was like selling their music to. They're singing about the teenager life, yeah, but because they were teenagers. Yeah, in every generation, parents. It's it's very difficult for the parents to get what the teenagers exactly the hip exactly. The hip things in among the teenagers. So that was one single, and then he had another one, brand new funk, and then his next one was one of my personal favorites, and that's because I'm a horror genre junkie. And he made a song called "Nightmare on My Street," and this album and this this album won the first ever Grammy Award for Best Rap Performance. I'm not sure if you're familiar with "Nightmare on Elm Street," but this is a very classic. American horror movie series. Hmm. I don't know how many they've made. At least like probably ten films. But for, have you heard of Freddy Krueger? New name to me. Oh man, so Freddy Krueger was this crazy guy that he was burned in a furnace because he was kidnapping kids, and the mm. parents ended up putting him in a furnace and they burned him up. So he has this burned skin. He has a hat and a striped shirt, and he had um, like knives on his fingers. And so he would go around and he would terrorize people on that street that where he used to live. And the parents took him and they, they put him in a furnace and burned him. And he would haunt them in their dreams when they would go to sleep at night. And then the kids, all the kids on that street would have nightmares of this guy. And sometimes they wouldn't wake up because he would kill them in their sleep. And so he sang a song about this Freddy Krueger guy, and because that movie was really popular during that time. Yeah, I think I might have seen this character from some other modern cartoons. Of course. Does he have like a, the claws that that's like similar to Wolverine? No, 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 no. I don't think you would seen this guy on any cartoons. <laughs> Not at all. I think I have seen him. So he he can travel between di different dreams and, uh, right. and haunt people. Right. Really famous horror yeah. character in uh, the. US and he just kind of made a comical song where he was like talking to Freddy and the background music was from the theme movie so that's when I first heard this artist and I was like wow this is this is a scary movie but he was able to flip it and make it entertaining and fun right I so, guess the parents by that time they used this character to 
scare the children and tell them to behave well. Uh, no, actually, parents would try to avoid their kids from watching this movie altogether because uh, okay. it, would, it would prevent kids from going to sleep. Like myself, I had many nightmares after watching Freddy. <laughs> but that's just one element to hip hop that a lot of people are not really exposed to these days is the storytelling. He was able to tell stories in his music that were entertaining and fun, and it was uh, it was kind of cool. It pulls you out right. of your where you're at and pulls you into his world and uh, yeah, change really something cool. from scary to positive now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's move on to fact number three, and this is according to A Lux Magazine or A Lux dot com. This artist, as I mentioned before, he became a millionaire right around the time he was around eighteen. So. When he started, he experienced a lot of success and he became financially independent in his early 20s. But unfortunately, lack of experience, right? Having a lot of money as a young man, people tend to get a little bit frivolous, especially if you're not used to having a lot of money. And he spent a lot of it. And during that period, he underpaid his taxes and the, the infamous IRS mm, assessed indeed <laughs> assessed a 2.8 million tax debt against him and even took many of his assets. And in order to pay back the IRS, he agreed to take on a role in a very famous American TV show that launched him into stardom. And uh, during his first three seasons of the show, he had to give over seventy percent of his paycheck to the IRS. <laughs> That's a lot. That's a he's lot. practically making working for, working the, for IRS. the IRS. And yeah, I think that's something that's more common than you think. Sometimes when you're young and you make a lot of money, there's no training on how to spend your money. Especially like for most of us who work for an organization like us, we work here. When we get our money, we get taxes paychecks. and everything is right. taken out, so we don't have, even have to think about it. But in this kind of work where you're doing, you know, music and stuff like that you just get a really fat check and sometimes if you're not taught on how much of it's supposed to go to taxes and how to you know do this type of thing you're liable to make a lot of mistakes and it happens especially when people are really young so yeah, yeah sometimes like good things lead to bad things like yeah. uh, becoming a billionaire at such an early age may, mm. might be might lead to bad things so for his case it was bad thing unfortunately for him and but eventually eventually that turned out to be a good thing because he agreed to take the roads in this TV show yep. and the push to his stardom. Yep, it was the beginning of his big break. But right, so it's he, life. Life is a circle, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But he wasn't an actor. That wasn't really his thing. So it was really, it was a really big transition for him to be able to do the role. And so he had to memorize everyone's lines on the show so that he would remember his when the time came, which is kind of awkward. So like when people yeah. were voicing their lines, he would be lipping their lines too because. He had to memorize the whole script so that he would, when the time came for him. Oh, so you mean not just his lines? No, he would remember everybody else's, everyone else's lines too. So I think that was kind of interesting, but yeah, it worked for him. I guess the line reading is also part of the job of being an actor. And also our business, because like <laughs> sometimes you can tell if I'm reading a script or I'm speaking from my heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes, yeah. right? But with time, hopefully, it gets to the point where you can't tell at all, right? Right. And yeah, that's yeah. the level of TJ, the master. <laughs> Not quite. 
Let's move on to fact number four. And this is according to the talk. This artist had made some really good friends in his career, one of which was Nelson Mandela, who wow. was the okay. president of South Africa. And this individual gave him some advice. And according to the artist's Instagram post at that time, he said that he gave him some advice saying that he should, uh, with the type of fame that he's attained, it's important that when you encounter your fans that you reach out your hand and let them feel your flesh. And he said that this proves to them that you are real because people can't aspire to be anything that they do not believe to be real. And I thought that that was kind of interesting because hmm. sometimes we do look at these musicians and people in that are in the public eye a lot. We almost don't even see them as human beings. We see them as these right. superior beings. Put them on a pedestal. Right. And so being able to see them and, and, and touch them and feel that they're actually real because a lot of times we never see these people in the flesh. It's always from, you know, some media you source. You can just buy the ticket to their concerts. Yeah, but a lot of times <laughs> spend a fortune. depending on how much money you spend. Spend a fortune. <laughs> You might not even yeah. be able to see them up Depends close. on the level of the tickets you got. If it's right. like a first class ticket, then you're like uh, five meters from him. Yeah. Whereas, it's, whereas when you spend like uh, twenty twenty dollars, then you're like then, yeah, you're hundreds of meters away from and him. And you're looking at a screen from there, right? right? So There's still, no difference from the looking from therapy, a TV. Right. So that was kind of some cool advice. And um, Mandela also asked him to be an ambassador in the fight against AIDS. And this is according to the Atlanta Black Star News newspaper he almost did it he almost gave up his career in music mm -hmm. and in um in movies to do this a full-time amb ambassador yeah well wow, i didn't know he there's almost did that i didn't know it's an occupation yeah to well, be a full-time ambassador i guess if mandela tells you to do it it can be right yeah and the advice that mandela gave him with uh, this kind of fame it almost sounds like the advice given from the uncle of spider-man to peter parker uh with yeah with the great responsibility something. Right. With great power comes great responsibility. That's right. right? I wonder yes. if the writer picked up this line from, from Mandela. Oh, possibly. You know, these, these guys, they, they take stuff from all kinds of things. So I would, that wouldn't surprise me. But moving on a little bit more about this fact, Barack Obama told this artist that he has the ears to play him in a biopic film. So I, thought that, I mean, that sounds like mm. a diss a little bit, but I mean, if you're being dissed by Obama, I think it, it might be all right. I mean, you're still a, getting it. You're still getting the attention from the president. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, pretty cool. And that could be a really big clue for those listening out there. The ears, right? This artist has is known to have some ears that stand out a lot. So this is something else mm. that I think for those listening out there will be able to identify who this is. So we're going to move on to the next fact. This is fact number five. This is according to alux.com. Shortly after, this artist became a film sensation starring in a number of blockbuster films. And the media nicknamed him Mr. July because most of his movies were released during that month. And that's a pretty good month okay. to release it's films. Quite a, a random coincidence. Yeah, <laughs> like. a little bit. But a lot yeah. of his films are in the, you know, in the month of July, summertime, kids are out of school. Exactly. Right? Like during the summer holiday season. Mm. Same here in China if you want to re release a movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, Mr. July, kind of an interesting nickname. Uh, he and his wife, they own a film company called Overbrook Entertainment. 
and they went on to produce quite a few films under this company. So, Overbrook. Okay. Yeah, Overbrook Entertainment. And so obviously, these two were not just an ordinary couple, they're business partners. All right. And I'm just going to spill some of the beans here. His son is an actor as well, starring alongside Jackie Chan in a film that took place in Beijing. And when was that? <laughs> was that like a, an old movie or something recent? Uh, it's not recent. It, it's, it, was, um, it was a while ago. But very famous film and a, a phenomenal actor and a phenomenal musician and MC that um, I guess you could say this artist kind of stuck to his style, even though a lot of people have a certain direction that's more commercial. As we talked about earlier, there's a lot of profanity mm. in, in hip hop and the, right. the, the style is very, uh, can be, a, some may say is ag aggressive and reflects a certain negative elements of a certain demographic right. he was able to just stick to his style and keep his own way and appeal to I guess you could say a larger audience sounds like a very positive person yes sir so I'm gonna go ahead and stop right there with my facts uh, that's the end of the facts already that's it my man so if you had to guess who you think this person is I don't think any of these facts <laughs> ring a bell to me <laughs> You always say that, and then out of nowhere, yeah. you come up with the right answer. So TJ has been doing a pretty good job <laughs> of going under the radar. Yes, but I think I gave, I gave you some really big facts. I mean, especially with his son starring alongside with Jackie Chan. This is mm. a really famous movie that this artist is a clean rapper. Right, and so he still is the star of a very famous American TV show. I'm sure the listeners out there, I mean, they're probably screaming the answer right now. <laughs> Please get into my head. What <laughs> <laughs> if you had to guess somebody? Who do you think it would be? Well, I know that his music is not clean. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Maybe his music is clean. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm just going to throw uh, the only rapper's name that I have in my head right now. All right. Which, which is Kanye West. Kanye. <laughs> All right. Well, that's interesting. I'm going to um, let the judges have this one. Oh, I'm sorry. You are way off on you that. You failed me, Kanye. Yeah, man. I, I, I mean, I could have... If it was Kanye, I probably would have brought up Kim Kardashian, right? Yeah, but that's like a, a straight give uh, giveaway. <laughs> no, I I wouldn't I wouldn't talk more. about Kim Kardashian. Yeah. <laughs> so the artist that I have for you today, who's largely known for his successes outside of music, but was still a big name in the world of music and a trendsetter back in the day. Hmm. And this artist's name is. Will Smith. Will Smith. Will Smith. So he is a musician. Right. <laughs> yes, sir. Will Smith uh. is an American actor, comedian, producer, rapper, and songwriter. He's enjoyed success in television, film, and music. In April 2007, Newsweek called him the most powerful actor in Hollywood. He's been nominated for five Golden Globe Awards, two Academy Awards, and won four Grammy Awards. He also wrote a children's book about fatherhood titled wow. Just the Two of Us. So child-friendly. <laughs> He took his inspiration from the song of the same name and from his debut solo album, Big Willie Style, which is my favorite mm. album from him. And today, I got a couple of tracks that I'd like to share. Of course, the first one being the one that I just mentioned called Just the Two of Us. And that song, he actually performed that one with his uh, little boy, Jaden Smith. Mm. And that song will be followed by another one of my personal favorites from the Big Willie Style album, 
getting jiggy with it. Let's hear it. Now, Dad is a very sensitive subject. Maybe your MC. I want to kiss you all the time, but I will test that butt when you cut out a line. True that. Uh-uh-uh. Why you do that? I try to be a tough dad, but you be making me laugh. Crazy joy. When I see the eyes of my baby boy, I pledge to you, I will always do everything I can. Show you how to be a man. Dignity, integrity, honor, and I don't mind if you lose long as you came with it. And you can cry. Ain't no shame in it. It didn't work out with me and your mom, but yo, push come to shove, you was conceived in love. So if the world attacks and you slide off track, remember one fact, I got your back. Just the two of us, we can make it if we try. Just me and you, just me and you. Against the world. time job to be a good dad you got so much more stuff than i had i gotta study just to keep with the changing times 101 dalmatians on your cd rhyme cd i'm trying to pretend i know on my pc where that cd go but yo ain't nothing promise one day i'll be gone feel the strife but trust life does go on but just in case it's my place to impart one day some girl's gonna break your heart and ooh, ain't no pain like from the opposite sex gonna hurt bad but don't take it out on the next Son, throughout life, people will make you mad. Disrespect you and treat you bad. Let God deal with the things they do. Cause hate in your heart will consume you too. Always tell the truth. Say your prayers. Hold doors. Pull out chairs. Easy on the swears. You live and prove that dreams come true. I love you and I'm here for you. Uh. Just the two of us. We can make it if we try. Just me and you. Just me and you. Taking the world 
us down. Uh-uh. Hold my hand, hold my hand. Just me and you. I'm uh. always here for you. Look over your shoulder. I'll be there. Whatever you need, Ooh. just call on me. We gon' rise. Whatever we you gon' need, shine. I'll be <laughs> there for you anytime. You and I. True that. True that. Just the two. Woo. Get in jiggy with it. Get in jiggy with it. 
getting jiggy with it. Getting jiggy with it. That was getting jiggy with it by Will Smith. Wow! Now it makes so much more sense because you know, like from the movie Aladdin, that where oh, Will Aladdin. Smith Aladdin <laughs> <laughs> Aladdin is like the. <laughs> have you seen the movie Aladdin? That's another movie. I've seen Aladdin. Yeah, Aladdin. Or the, Aladdin. He's the genie in the bottle, right? Yes. I saw in, in China, movie... you guys pronounce it as Aladdin. Aladdin. <laughs> Yeah, because in the movie Will Smith, so where he plays the the genie, and、uh, he was rapping, and it, his rap was pretty good. I was quite surprised when I was watching the film by that time, and、uh, I was surprised by his rapping. Yeah,、But、I was. Yeah, now it just makes more much more sense because he is a professional. Yeah, man, that、uh, he was in the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. That was one of his nicknames,、uh, the Fresh Prince. And so, if I had said that again, that would have been a dead giveaway for all the listeners well, out not there. Not for me though. And、uh, his buddy. <laughs> I call him JJ, but it's actually、uh, DJ Jazzy Jeff, and that's another、okay. dead giveaway. So,、um, yeah, really talented MC artist, and of course, as the world knows, a very amazing movie star、yeah. as well. Movie star, most known, mostly known as a movie star here in China. So, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm totally justified not to guess his his name right. <laughs> <laughs> so, you see who you got for us today, man? Right. So, this musician, his music is quite diversified. He does pop music. Music, dance music, and he does pretty good jazz music as well. Oh, okay. And, and I'd like just to throw、uh, some extra names into the list of the musicians that were introduced by this guy into the show business. So I've mentioned Jackie Chan, and there's also Leon Lai, Sandy Lam, Karen Mok. Okay. Well, and many others. So these are big names. We've we've talked about some of them already. Yes. So these are the names that we have covered, and there's more that we haven't covered in this show yet. All right. So. He totally deserves the name Godfather. Okay. Well, in the Mando pop world. Now let's move on to fact number one.、Mm-hmm. So this musician was a very talented kid. All right. He was attending a lot of performances other than music, which include poem recitals. Okay. And he could read Shakespeare's work very fluently. Wow, he has my respect. I mean, I really I can't stand Shakespeare because none of it makes any sense. <laughs> Is it? Some of the words that they use are not even really like words. I guess you're、use. not a fan of poems or poetry. I mean, I like poetry, but, but I mean. They, Shakespeare. They just have to make sense, you know. The words that so his use, work doesn't. <laughs> they use words that are like that we don't really use anymore in the English language. So like it's yeah, like because, this is English, but I don't understand what it means. Yeah, I guess because he's, he's kind of like far ahead of us, right? Shakespeare. Uh, well, I guess we have to. Speak kindly of him because he's a、uh, quite a big fan base out right, there. Right, right, right. So this musician, 
Being a lover of the poetry, he won the first place in two recitals from the poem reading. All right. And I really love how diversified these musicians' family backgrounds are. So this musician, his father was a well-known tailor specialized in suits, and he has personally served many Hollywood stars, nice, including the director Alfred Hitchcock. Alfred Hitchcock. You oh man, that's the godfather of horror in the United States. So he made some. So really, he shot horror movies. Yes, he made the original horror films in the U.S. A lot <laughs> of really big name movies like Psycho. That's probably what the one that he's the most famous for. Okay, didn't know that. And the other stars being Cary Grant and、uh, Marlon Brando. Marlon Brando. That was the Godfather. Right. He was the Godfather in the Godfather da, films. Just just picture Marlon Brando in his salon. Lighting a cigar while getting his suit made and having someone a, a shot. <laughs> <laughs> and later, this musician, he was—I guess—he was trying to follow suit of his family business.、Mm. He majored in textile management for his college degree. Oh wow!、And、his academic performance was actually pretty good, which won him some scholarships. But unfortunately, we we all know how the story ended. He was a music. He became a musician. Right. Yeah. But it's a shame because if he had stuck with the tailor path,、mm. maybe today he would be making clothes for Robert De Niro or other gangster godfathers. I know, right? I mean, I, I think it's cool. It sounds like he's、uh, his dad gave him or had the opportunity for him to make、um, really nice clothes for stars. You know, and here in China, you guys got your share of stars out here, and he could possibly make clothes to make them look really nice. For different films and things、yeah. of that nature, that's pretty awesome. Okay, now let's move on to the next fact, and this is according to NetEase.com. His career in the show business didn't take off very well immediately. Okay, right? His first two albums had failed commercially, and the critics called his voice as chicken-like. <laughs> it called. They said he sounded like a chicken. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how chicken sounds. Yeah, like, me neither. That's that's kind of weird. I wish they had a little bit more details on how bad his voice was because I'm just sounding like a chicken. That's just sounds. <laughs> <laughs> And by that time, he had a very different dressing style from the mainstream people in the show business, right? Yeah. And back in the nineteen, well, his dad was a tailor, right? Because he, so he used to look probably really sharp, suits and ties. He probably like a gangster on stage, right? Actually, exactly the, the opposite, because back in the nineteen seventies, the performers in China、mm-hmm. they would wear very formally to the stage, so suits and ties. Okay. Right, and he studied. In Britain, and by that time, he, when he came back from there, his dressing style was also influenced by the Western style. And instead of suits and ties, he was wearing vests, jeans,、okay. and jackets to stage. Wow! And because of this, he was often booed by the audience. And they booed him because of the what he was, dr- yeah, where just, he was dressed, or yeah, maybe it's because, because he sounded like a chicken or some <laughs> some bird. <laughs> I think it, here it sounds more believable. I think it here is mostly because、uh, the common practice in the business is that you gotta. Be formal. You gotta respect your audience, and he was like wearing too casually to the stage. But he's a musician. I mean, I don't know. I, I guess my yeah, it's probably a totally different、uh, culture back then. Back then, yeah, I guess so. 
and there was a fan that managed to find his phone number and left him a voice message telling him, "You should go back and read more books. You're such a disgrace." Oh my goodness! Come on. <laughs> So a fan found his number, or somebody probably gave it to him, <laughs> and then he called enough from that. He trolled him pretty much. Yeah, just because of wearing jeans. And wow. but later he had an upbeat dance song that swept him into his stardom in 1984, and it was the first dance music that went mainstream in Hong Kong and China. Because in the Chinese music world,、mm. especially back then, the mainstream music style was still dominated by sentimental ballads. Right. Even today, still. Okay. Right. Yun Chi's favorite style of music, guys. <laughs> Not really. Yeah, maybe <laughs> five. Five or ten years that's, that's ago. That's a joke. <laughs> yeah. So now let's move on to the next fact. This is according to Tencent Entertainment. So this musician, he had a history involved with the gambling tycoon from Macau. Oh man, this guy just has gangster written all over him. So he's involved with a, a tycoon's daughter. Exactly.、Okay. Yeah,、oh, and、man. he even received quite a preferential treatment from this tycoon because back then that could be useful. Yeah, the tycoon <laughs> he didn't really want his daughter to be dating people from the show business.、Uh-huh. Yeah, that was his oldest daughter, and he was raising her to be. The successor of his business empire, right?、Mm. And the daughter actually had a history of dating another big star, but he was intervening with their relationship. Of course. But for this musician, when later there was rumor of this musician and his daughter, he publicly spoke for them, and he was saying, "Well, it's young people's life. I will trust their own judgments." The tycoon said that. Yeah, so it was quite different. He was against、uh, dating another star, but he quite liked this one.、Mm. And during one music awarding ceremony, so this tycoon and his daughter were the awarding guests to this musician, and people were joking: "Is the father-in-law giving the award to the son-in-law?"、Mm. Yeah. So many people think of this musician as a very beautiful man. A beautiful man. A, right, indeed, a beautiful man. So handsome, and both to. The male perspective and a female perspective. Handsome to the male perspective. Okay. Yeah, but no offense, I f- I find him good looking, <laughs> but、yeah. not that level. <laughs> Beautiful. Hey,、yeah. it's a different world, you know. Now these days, that's something that's totally、uh, something you can say, and there's no problem. I get it. I get where you're going with this. Right. And now let's move on to the next fact.、Mm. This is due according to Tencent Entertainment and a very close friend of this musician. So this musician is a big fan of the Chinese table game mahjong. Mahjong. I've seen this, but I'm not really sure. I almost want to say it's like it's like the Chinese chess, but there's money involved. More or less, yes. Or poker. Yeah. The、okay. table games、uh, sort of sometimes people gamble money on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's、yes. gambling involved. And this musician, he's such a big fan that he had a record of playing mahjong all night for consecutive seven days. Wow, sounds、And、like a, he's got a problem. <laughs> And he also used to hold his private mahjong championship at home. Okay. He even made a trophy for that. So he would invite people over and take their money, right? Yes, and <laughs> invite his celebrity friends over. And it's funny that you stakes are high at this guy's house. That's what's up. And it's funny that you mention taking his money because, according to a f- close friend, and this person is Karina Lau, which is a famous Hong Kong actress. So Karina shared her story of playing mahjong with this musician, 
And this person is very easily excited. That's another way of saying he gets pissed off if he loses, right? I I would guess so, but she didn't she, so she didn't mention afraid, that she part. She was afraid to lose, so she just let him win. <laughs> yeah. So this musician, when he was about to collect a winning hand, he would be so excited that his hands would start shaking. See that? That sounds like he's got a problem. That sounds like he's got an addiction, right? That's what people、yeah. do when they have an addiction. Their hands start shaking. Yeah, when, and when it's like a, a small winning hand, then his his hands would be shaking more moderately. Like, but, a, like a junkie. Yes, but when if it's a a big one, then his hands would be shaking so hard that the ashes would be falling from his cigarette to the carpet. Man, yeah. That's, that's a, such an easy giveaway if you're like gamble with someone like this. It's a vice, man. It's a vice. That's just like any other, and when it takes control over your life, then it's、um, yeah, it's a big deal. And there are pictures online of this musician standing close to the grandpa's playing mahjong with a big, beautiful smile on his face. <laughs> so he was enjoying as being this observing enjoying grandpa taking their money, huh? Yeah, but he's not old; he's young. All right. Now let's move on to the next fact. This might be more obvious to the fans out there. Okay. So this is according to Mao Yan film. So apart from music world, he is also very well known as an actor. So he has taken the lead role in a Chinese ghost story. Oh, Chinese ghost story. Okay, that's the name of the movie itself, right? That's right. And also, he was the lead actor for the Chinese film *Farewell, My Concubine*, which stars a very famous movie. I keep hearing this this movie again、yes. and again and again. It's a historical drama film with、uh, this musician and Gong Li.、Mm, yeah, Gong Li is my favorite. Who is your favorite? My favorite actress in China.、Goodness. I've heard about that、Goodness. from TJ before. <laughs> yeah, I can vouch for that. Yeah, <laughs> and this film had won the Palm. The Or at the 1993 Cannes Film Festival.、Mm. It also got two nominations at the 66th Academy Awards for Best Cinematography and Best Foreign Language Film. So in this film, this guy has portrayed a successful character of a Peking opera actor. And Madonna, after she saw this film, she was so charmed by this character and wrote him a letter saying, "It's been so long since I was so deeply touched by a movie." I have fallen in love with the character and you. I'm sure she has. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not surprised by that. Yeah, this is according to again. This is according to Mao Yan film. I, I was trying to find English source, but all the pages I found are in Chinese. So,、eh. so <laughs> I'm not sure if Madonna really wrote that letter to him or not. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, we we talked a little bit about Madonna, and she's yeah, she's a pretty interesting character. So yeah,、I'm、okay,、sure、she would probably. I I don't doubt that. She wrote that. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like her words, right? <laughs> Possibly, she might have fell in love with the、uh, the, the Chinese a- the actress, opera, the actress as well. <laughs> Both of them, Gong Li. Right, right, and、uh, so the next fact might help make the story of him and Madonna make more sense. During this musician's world tour concerts called Passion Tour in the 2000s. He had collaborated with a French fashion designer, Jean-Paul Gaultier. Jean-Paul <laughs> Gaultier. Yeah. Gaultier. Okay. So this is the designer that personally designed the outfit for Madonna. The you know the the, the two cones on her upper body. Ah.、Uh, okay. Right. And this designer was helping this musician to design his concert costumes, which transformed him from angel. 
to a devil. And there were four costumes: the angel, the pretty boy, the Latin lover, and the devil. So he was. Did he like act in this performance? Like he was. Yes. All, he was all these characters. So he was changing. So throughout the concert, he was changing through the first costume to the last one, like changing his identity. And Times Magazine called this musician top in passion and fashion. All right. All right. Sounds good. I think I might have somebody on the brain, but I'm not entirely sure if it's right. But at least I got somebody that I, I think could fit this profile. Oh, good for you, TJ, because we are at the end of our facts for this.、Musician. Okay, so it's time to guess. Right. So, who would you guess? Well, I do know a guy that, and I used to watch a lot of、uh, Chinese films back in the day, largely、uh, martial arts. And you mentioned a film called、um, "Farewell, My Concubine," and this is right. This, I think this is relatively recent and.、Uh, Um, this guy that I'm thinking of, he's been around for a long time. He's produced and he's been like hugely big in the movie scene for for many years. Don't know that much about him in terms of music. I'm not sure if this guy is a musician, but he's definitely been in the movie、uh, world. And、uh, okay. he's from Hong Kong. And、uh, okay, God, he's, he's worked with. It's、uh, clicking. Yeah, he's worked with Jet Li, <laughs> Jackie Chan, Bruce Lee, and so. Uh, I'm gonna go with Raymond Chow. Raymond Chow. Yeah.、Mm. Let's hear what the judges say. Oh, such a shame. No, but it's a good guess. I've, I think I've heard about that name, Raymond Chow. I think it's from the the seventies, eighties ish. Right,、yeah. right. But this musician is Leslie Cheung. Leslie Cheung, or、okay. in Mandarin, Zhang Guorong. He was one of the most prominent pioneers that shaped the identity of candle pop and mandol pop. He was well known for his flamboyant, often outrageous stage appearance. Okay,、yeah. devil, angel, and in 2010, CNN listed the top 20 musicians slash band in the world in the past 50 years. And the top five names are Michael Jackson, The Beatles, Leslie Cheung, Elvis Presley, and Bob Marley. Okay, wow.、Yeah. This、and、guy's made it on the lineup. All right, so I'm excited to hear what kind of music he's got. And this musician is a true star because in 2018, an asteroid from the main belt was named after him. Five five three eight three Chang Kuo Wing, which is the rep- so that's the name of the they named an asteroid. asteroid after this guy. That's right. Okay, so I guess it's an asteroid that missed the Earth, right? <laughs> <laughs> of course, because if it hit the Earth and caused a、yes. big damage, <laughs> yeah. Because otherwise, we wouldn't be here talking about it. Okay. And、uh, in the year two thousand and three, after a year of clinical depression, Leslie Chung took his own life at the age of forty six. But his music has always lived and has been with us the whole time. So today, I've got two songs from Leslie Chung for you. The first one is a proper jazz song called "A Thousand Dreams of You," and this one is actually in English. Okay. And that will be followed by the iconic song, encouraging people to be themselves and don't be afraid of other people's opinions. War me. All right, sounds like some awesome tunes, man. Looking forward to hearing it. But before we do that, Yun Chi, we're gonna go ahead and call it for this episode. And for those of you listening in, thanks for hanging with us for another episode of Pop Muse. And be sure to check us out next time for another trivia. I'm TJ Reed, and I'm Yun Chi. We'll see you next time, folks. See ya.
thousand dreams of you has been so grand together yes together you thrilled me from the start you brought the spring again your fingers touched the strings of my heart and made it sing again I hope you dream a thousand dreams of me all things we planned doing together